0: Hello, I'm Hugh Linehan and you're very welcome to this latest instalment of Inside Story, a podcast series from the Irish Times in which we talk to our journalists about the background to stories which they've been working on for the print edition or on irishtimes.com. Our aim is to offer a bit more insight into the stories themselves and what the process of telling them involved. This week I talked to Patrick Frayne about his trip to the Pendulum Summit in Dublin's Convention Centre, where several thousand people gathered this week. If you don't know what the Pendulum Summit is, have a listen to this. In 2013 AD, Ireland, the kingdom of wisdom and courage, an unexplained phenomenon took place. From the mists of time and the loins of history, Ireland's legendary saints and scholars were mysteriously awakened. With a focused vision, they chose a group of leaders to execute the command. Unleash your inner warrior and make the change you want to see in the world. And so the crusade began and the legend lives on. Patrick, Pendulum is the world's leading self-empowerment and business summit. You went along.
1: I went on Wednesday. It ran for two days. Um, my first question, it's the first line in my piece, um, is like, when did business people become such hippies? Like, when I, even when I rang to kind of get a ticket, there was an answering machine message that ended with, have an empowered day. So the Pendulum Summit is a gathering of like 6,500 pretty senior business people and people you'd recognise from the business pages watching um, over two days, six high-powered, charismatic, American motivational speakers. All American. All American or Canadian. I think Robin Sharma might be Canadian. Um, and uh, imbibing this stuff for two days uh, and getting pretty, some of them getting pretty pumped. You can look around. Irish people probably aren't as swaggery as they're used to in America. So when there's a lot of, at each of the events, there's a lot of kind of call and response and they get you to repeat things and you know Irish people are a bit shyer about doing things like that but you know by the end of the day they're doing it Well you know I mean you're you're a very
0: talented man and, you have <laughs> Thanks, a, and, 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 and and I know you're very motivated and you've been successful in many walks of life already so is this not That's a, a, per, a perfect fit for you?
1: Um, he, Here's the thing of, about it is all of these people are very charismatic and they tend to one of the really interesting things for me is that these are really senior business people who were successful already. Um, a lot of the stuff at the talks is very similar to things I've seen when I've kind of covered more kind of get rich, rich type schemes in kind of smaller hotels around the country. Like this was in the Dublin Convention Centre and it was a big deal. Um... Some of it you'd recognise from things like the Web Summit and some of the ways business and success are talked about there. But the difference here is that it's quite successful people. And a lot of the stuff that comes from the stage is... On the one hand, it's practical things like get up half an hour earlier in the morning, um, and on the other hand, it's kind of got a layer of metaphysical, mystical woo thrown in that you think people who read the Financial Times wouldn't necessarily be into, but now they seem to be into it.
0: Well, there's an awful lot of business theory around, and some of it's based in you know you know economic principles and you know various theories of business strategy, and some of it's based in Sun Tzu's The Art of War. But clearly, as you say, as you say at the outset of your article. There does seem to be an increasing amount of it that's based in, I suppose, I know I'm grossly overgeneralizing here, but notions
1: of self actualization that have their roots in the counterculture of the 60s and the 70s. So, self actualization, um, a lot of it is, it's kind of, I guess there's cycles in business. So, you, you've got the Gordon Gecko, greed is good approach to business. A lot of the messaging from the stage at this thing is to be fair to it, it's saying everything's not about money. Um, you have to give to your, you know, you you can't make money unless you give to people. It's not about taking, but wealth is always part of this. So you, you like Robin Sharma's talk, which is really entertaining, involved, like he he, he quotes, from, he, he gives anecdotes from the life of um, uh, Steve Jobs and it's like tales from the young Jesus and he tells stories about Nelson Mandela and he tells... But hold hold
0: on, hold hold on a second. Everything I know about Steve Jobs, which is not that much, but it's a bit, is that he he comparing him to Nelson Mandela and Jesus doesn't quite reflect the type of individual he was or indeed how he dealt with his employees and the people he worked
1: with. So the underlying ideology is all success is the same on some level and that you can model success. Um, So what's interesting to me in this context is when you're selling that dream to people who are not already successful, I get the appeal. I don't quite get the appeal when you're in a room of people who by and large, probably are quite successful. So this like, is not Trump University we're talking about? No, anymore. it's not. Like, I look around the, looked around the room there and went, you know, a lot of you people don't need to do better. And it feels like it's all part of how the business ecosystem gets itself pumped up. So, OK, I know these people look at data and business people uh, analyse, you know, financial reports and all the rest. But a huge part of the underlying philosophies and psychologies of the modern business world seem to be based on the positive psychology movement. And also, at least two of the, the speakers had a lot to do with the the film and the book The Secret. And these, hey, Tell me about The Secret, I don't really the, know the about it. The Secret is that Noel Edmonds is into it. And I know you're a big fan of Noel Edmonds. The Secret is, if you believe something, um, it will come true. Like, if you picture something. So, Jack Canfield's talk, and he's told this, he's the guy who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, or that that series, Um and his talk, he talks about, and he's spoken about this before, I think drawing a picture of a million dollar royalty check and then staring at it and keeping it in his room. And then he shows us a photo of a six million dollar royalty check he actually receives. And and he's quite what, fit, kind of funny and witty as he's talking about it. He shows you a picture of, uh, a, of a house he has in Bali that he now has because he imagined this house in the past. Um, and he shows a picture of a standing ovation which I thought was quite good pretty much ensuring that at least some people would stand and clap at the end so there's loads of it um But isn't that that
0: that stuff all has its roots in a in a strand of American thinking and you know, positivity with goes yeah. back to Norman Vincent Peale and Dale Carnegie and the power of positive thinking. All all that kind of stuff it goes so back to or 60 the years, the state of the state the individual
1: looking within and finding... Absolutely, and it's the the individual looking the and finding the own of the and of the out into the world. of the of the speakers have a huge amount of of actual circumstance in the world. So my problem with it is these are really useful things. I can see why entrepreneurs love this stuff, because if you are trying to launch a new product, you need boundless positivity and optimism to get you going. If, just to say, though, it, it's also it's also a potentially very dangerous kind of a concept,
0: because if you believe that you can make anything happen just why, by making yeah. a picture of it in your mind, uh, I think we've actually seen examples of that with political leaders in the last in the last couple of decades. If you believe something strongly enough, you will make it so. So you'll invade a Middle Eastern country and change the government, and everything
1: will work out fine. And on a more I think even on a closer to home level, I think it affects how business people sometimes, not all business people, look at the world. They they think that... Everything is about looking in and finding your strength and going out there and achieving. And it's about self-motivation when Obviously, social yeah. structure actually is well, a huge Well, exactly.
0: Impact. Obviously, I'm prejudiced against this because I'm a total failure in all walks of life. But it does, re- it does recall to me the, the character played by Tom Cruise in Magnolia and that sort of almost yeah, Nietzschean will to power
1: it is, and the language has developed since Bagdolia because he was based on a real kind of guy. And I think the language was a lot more cutthroat back then. And I think now it's become a little bit more uh, hippie, a little bit more... Um, touchy-feely. Touchy-feely. Um, yeah, I, I, can, I can see it. It works on you when you're there. How much does it cost it was 400 quid a day. And it brings, to be fair to Frankie Sheehan, the guy who runs it, uh, Former it's, Irish rugby it's international. bringing a lot of people into the country. It's bringing a lot of people into Dublin. Um, I think Andy Kenny was at the meal they had the night before. Um, it's a very, it seems to be a very successful event.
0: And what's the kind of mood there among the those people who have, who have paid to attend?
1: It's nice. Like, I go to these things and I try to have an open mind in the sense that I believe... Most people are well-meaning, and everyone there, like when you talk to people now, they they're talking about how it will help them in a, become more well-rounded. They might give them an edge in some way. When you talk to just the punters, um, there was a guy from Nama there. He didn't want to say, give me his name. Um, there was well, people from. You,
0: you didn't ask whether Nama were paying for paying four hundred quid a day for him. He did didn't you?
1: really want to talk about Nama. Um, <laughs> so no, I I I find it whenever I'm at things like this. And on a personal level, I, I'm always kind of checking myself because you sit in the audience at these things and I do get swept along with mass rallies terrifyingly for me um, and I can see how there's there's a religious element as well they, there's a lot of um, Robin Sharma has five devotions uh, what, 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 are, what are those? These are just kind of rules he has about how to run your life more successfully um, Jack Canfield has 25 principles of success uh, Keith Cunningham another guy had five something else's they get you to repeat things, they get you to do little exercises, to stand up, to talk to the person, ne- to turn to the person next to you and say something. It reminded me a bit of Mass. Yeah, I've
0: just got to say, there's an, it sounds like there's an element of religiosity there.
1: It's, I think it's kind of the spiritual hub of the business world, these types of things. And did you enjoy it? Um, I enjoy, I always enjoy talking to people at these things. I always enjoy being in a milieu I'm not used to. The, the,
0: the experience of being in the audience, was that a pleasurable experience? They are
1: incredibly entertaining speakers. So they tend to float... They, it's data light and it's anecdote heavy. So they all tend to have... There's a lot of rags to riches stories. There's a lot of stories that are kind of humble, braggy ways of telling you, you know, failure is always presented in the context of later success, which I, I think is problematic for our culture because sometimes failure is just failure. Um, there's a there's a bastardised quote from James Joyce's
0: Ulysses somewhere in in, in in your report. I'm not blaming you for that. I, yeah. I assume
1: you were just reporting it. I was just reporting it. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, people do this now where you take a line from different uh, novelists and you... i is mean, there something about famous
0: failure only being a, a route, portal route? Success success. It's, it's, of which, reminds which is me not, of, not actually the line from Ulysses it reminds me of
1: Beckett's be. line about fail better which everyone uses now but is actually in the context of a piece that ultimately concludes what's the point exactly it's a portrait of the <laughs> but we
0: ultimate, can, ultimate bleakness of, of human existence which presumably was not on the agenda the no
1: but you can get a lot of optimism by just editing things you uh,
0: express in the piece some reservations about the, the political implications uh, of of, of these theories or philosophies or whatever you want to call them
1: yeah because I think that I think it's something that happens a lot in the modern world something that works on a personal level so listening to these people speak um, an awful lot of their advice is kind of good advice an awful lot of advice about ignoring the bad not criticising yourself in order to, or in creating in the correct way to get things done is very useful for somebody starting a project or for an entrepreneur But if you think that that's the be all and end all, you forget that some people have obstacles you don't have. So a lot of their message is that anyone can do it. And if anyone can do it, you don't need to change any of society's structures. Um, So I think there's a political problem. I can understand why people who imbibe these essentially touchy-feely, almost Buddhist principles into a capitalist context end up becoming even more right wing because you can basically look out in the world and go, I have developed myself. I have overcome my obstacles. Why can't other people do the same?
0: Well, I'm sure some people listening to to, uh, to this podcast will say, there you go, a couple of a couple of beardy lefty journalists. Or, well, at least one of us is beardy anyway. I'll uh, <laughs> we'll account for that. Um, you know, giving off about people who are the people who actually get up and get things done in this society.
1: And they're dead right because... The other interesting thing for me as a journalist going to this is I come from, like journalists are by nature cynics and there's pros and cons to that. So we are doing this podcast in a building built on Cynicism. Healthy cynicism, right? Found strong um,
0: foundations of cynicism. Yes.
1: And I, yes, or the day before yesterday when I was at this event, I'm in a building filled with people who have can-do spirit, and you have to fire ahead to get things done. The problem with that is, by firing ahead to get things done, you by nature leave things behind, and you need the can-do cynics to remind them of that. Well, um,
0: you at least need sceptics, which I prefer to think that our building was built on foundations of scepticism, <laughs> yes, not cynicism. So, yes. But you might, you might be right with the initial one. Um, I. I, I do. I do still wonder where this takes us in the end, because I think some people listening to this will also think this is extremely un-Irish in terms of the cliche or the stereotype of what Irish culture traditionally has been like. And in the in the years since the nineteen nineties, there was a there was a whole period there where where you know the Irish begrudgery was supposed to have been done away with and replaced with a gung ho entrepreneurial spirit. And look where that got us.
1: Yeah, I I think it's very American and it's very. Uh, But I think the world has become more American. So in the sense that uh, the way American business works is now increasingly the way our businesses work. Um, And that focus on everything being about the individual and what the individual can set to achieve and achieve, that's been imported here to some degree. Um, And it's definitely a part of the business world. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of, I don't want to be too negative about it because there's a lot of positives in the sense that it it really isn't about that old school greed is good thing. Um, a lot of what these speakers are talking about is, you know, you, you develop yourself and if you want to make money, you have to give um, as well as take and you have to reach out to people and you have to listen to people. However, the make money bit is nearly always part of that equation. Um, so at the core of the value system is still that kind of little capitalist urge. It is a business meeting. Is
0: it not a polished form of bullshit, really? That's
1: the, that's the slogan they should have next year. A polished <laughs> form of bullshit. This year it was unleash your warrior mindset. Uh, next year, a polished form of bullshit.
0: Right, there you have it, sprung from the lines of uh, of Patrick Crane. You can read Patrick's piece on irishtimes.com or in the newspaper this weekend. And that's it for this edition of Inside Story. Thanks to our producer Declan Conlon. Remember that you can mail me at hlinahan at irishtimes.com or you can find me on Twitter. Remember also that you can find all our shows on irishtimes.com slash podcasts or you can subscribe via iTunes or your preferred podcast provider and if you are a subscriber we really do always appreciate it if you take a moment to rate or to review the show as it does a lot to help us reach out to a wider audience. Until the Next time though, goodbye and thanks very much indeed for listening.